Joel Embiid, where does Joel Embiid rank amongst the league's big men? Is he number one, number two, or number three? We'll talk about that and more next on Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more right now. New customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com backslash Locked On to get started. Thanks for making Locked On 76ers your first listen, right? Every day, we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, John? Good for having you back, bro. Man, I, we, we, we getting to be like old buddies here, man. Like we still write the newspaper together. What's happening, Keith? How are you, man? Nah, I, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, yeah. I'm good. Um, you know, happy holiday to you coming up the whole night. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But look, bro, we got to talk about something. So there's a couple things now. So the first thing is that, uh, you know, Joel Embiid, where does he rank against the league bigs? I mean, right now, when people talk about the best players, they talk about uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, they talk about Nikola Jokic, and they talk Mm -hmm. about Joel Embiid. We all know Joel's the MVP. But you know, there's a couple of reports out there where people are frowning on Joel mm-hmm. after the playoff shortcomings, right? right. So then we, we, we'll talk about that. In the second segment, we'll talk about you're a little skeptical because there's been some reports out there, and you know, that and you'll talk about it where some people are saying, you know, Joel is cool, he's in lock and key, he's really supportive of the Sixers front office and ownership group you know, in light of this whole James Harden situation. Mm -hmm. And then thirdly, we got to talk about George Niang. I saw George Niang um, doing, I think it was a a Facebook Live or a Twitter Live or whatever um, with with, um, Instagram Live with Tyrese Maxey. And um, you made me think, like, are the Sixers going to miss George this year? Mm. So those are three things I want to talk about. But first of all, Let's talk about Joel and 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 where does he rank in your eyes amongst the league's big men? Well, I, I think um, Joel is an elite big man. Uh, there's no question about it. He's an elite, an elite player. He's the reigning MVP. He's coming off. I, I think I saw somewhere that this is the first time a center has led the league in scoring in back-to-back seasons since maybe Bob McAdoo did it Back in the 1970s with mm-hmm. the um, Buffalo Braves. Maybe, yeah, you're right. Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, so there's no denying that Joel is up there. And, it, it's, it's you know, if, if you're looking at the best big men in the world, and that's, you know, that's the NBA is the best league in the world that has the best big men. I mean, if you're looking at guys like, you know, they rated Nicole Jokic number one. And after, coming off of his playoff performance, 
I don't have any problem with that. They, they rated Giannis number two and they rated Joel number three. Uh, my preference among those three, you know, you know, I've, I've always preferred Giannis as number one, if all things being equal. And just because he plays with that, he plays with that fire. Uh, and I think when he's healthy and when the Bucks can ever get healthy, I think he is the, he, he's the centerpiece of, of that team. Um, but I think what's, what's important where you can make the, the line, of, the line of demarcation is between those guys is that, you know, Jokic and Giannis elevate their games during the playoffs. They significantly elevate those, their games. And in all fairness to what to Joel, Joel almost always arrives at the playoffs with some sort of physical ailment. He's never in, he's never in peak form. Uh, and, you know, he fights through it, but he never gets his team beyond the second round. And, um, you know, I, one thing I, I'll point out, you know, this year he averaged, what, 33.1 points per game, shot 54, a career best, 54.8 from the floor, 10 rebounds per game, 4.2 assists per game during a regular season. But when the playoffs arrive, Joel averaged a little over 23 points per game, grabbed under nine, grabbed, grabbed under 10 rebounds per game. And he only shot 43% from the field. That's down from 54.8%. And, you know, you and I know you can't just grade somebody on numbers. That's just completely unfair. Um, but when you're looking at the 76ers and you, you know that they haven't been to the promised land in 40 years, the guy who's got to get them there is the MVP, the guy who, who wept when they got eliminated in 2019, and the guy who... Uh, wet when he won the MVP award. So, you know, you, you, you have to bring it in the postseason. That's where these legends and these reputations are built. And until yeah. that time, you know, go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead, Keith. No, go ahead, go ahead, go finish, finish. So, so, so until we arrive at that point, and I'm not saying, I, I, I believe Joel can do it. And I, I do believe that Joel has been on a team that hasn't built as well with their players. And that comes from the top as as either Milwaukee or Denver. You know, I, I think he's been in situations where, you know, the, the process produced two number one picks who are no longer on the roster, you know. And it's one thing to have those guys just, come, you know, to underachieve and underachieve substantially, but for them to be at a point where they're erased from the roster, you just you, you can't recover from mistakes like that. Um, and not to tarry too far from Joel, I, I think he legit, you know, he, He's 20, what, 28, 29 years old. He can ascend to that next level. But it's got to happen now. You know, and, and looking at the current state of the Sixers, I don't know that it can. Yeah. I mean, my take on Joel and Bede is he's like a kind of like a polarizing player. Mm -hmm. I mean, you either love him, you hate him, right? Mm -hmm. And it's kind of sort of – I think that it's easy for people to, to – the jump off the Joel and B bandwagon. I mean, because you look and you saw what he did in the playoffs and you, you know, you brought up some great stats and you, you talked about how he, he tailed off. So it's easy for a lot of, I mean, I, let's face it. There were people on X now, but you formerly Twitter who mm -hmm. voted for Joel and B to be MVP, something that he won in a landslide. And right. after seeing Jokic dominate and seeing Joel struggle, there were certain reporters on Twitter apologizing 
for voting for Joel, right? That's a bit. That's a bit much. You know, it's yeah, a regular it's a, season. I mean, but. yeah, exactly. So you know, when you look at Joel and you look at him and you say, and and a lot of people talk about it. They they you know they, they say how he performed um, in the postseason. They they bring up that this is something that happens over and over right. again. Um, right. They some people question his leadership, right? Yeah. And and they look at Giannis and they look at um, Jokic, and they mm-hmm. say they're on a different level. The right. thing is, though, to me, it's easy to pick those two because you look at the Joker, and you look at and you see how he's a facilitator, and you see right. how he steps his game in playoffs. But then you look at but then you look at um, the Greek Freak, um, and you talk about you know, his energy, you talk about his will to win, you talk about all that. The tough thing for me with Joel and B, and I get everything that you said, I do. But Joel had a magical regular season this year. A magical one. Like you said, the first guy to score uh, lead the NBA in back-to-back seasons. Um, big, first you know, big man, first setter. Big man, big man, yeah. Since Bob McAdoo, since Bob McAdoo, right? I mean, you know what I'm saying? We're talking about, so then, you know, like, and there's only, like, you know, like, he did stuff that hasn't been done since Moses. Now, to me, Joel Embiid, when Joel Embiid is hungry, when Joel Embiid is motivated, there is no better player, in my opinion, on the, in mm-hmm. the, on the planet. Right? I agree with you. Agree you know what I mean? He's the most dominant you. big man. He can be dang near unstoppable. But I and think let me, a lot of it, If I can mm-hmm. just interject, Keith, and I, I probably know which game you're probably referring to. Um, if you just use that game he had against Yogi in Philly when he was completely motivated, and there was, there was nothing the Joker could do with them. Yeah, it's not, but not just that one. Talk about the Utah one where he had like the nine blocks. He had like 59 points. He right, did all this. Right. So to me, the, the question is, if Joel Embiid wants to play and if Joel Embiid comes out motivated, fired up, mm-hmm. then what, what people were saying is he's better than Giannis because Giannis can't shoot. That's right. what they'll say. Joel can yeah. shoot, but Giannis can't shoot. Giannis can't make foul shots, right? Mm-hmm. They'll say he's better than uh, Jokic because Jokic isn't a scorer like he is, right? Right. So right. to me, the answer to that question is easy to say right now based off of what they did in the playoffs mm-hmm. that those two guys are better than them. Right. But at the same time, my man lost in the first round. Right. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Talking about the great freak. Mm -hmm. But so it's easy to say that. But at the same time, I think that it's hard to label him because we all know when Joel Embiid comes to play, when he comes to play. Yeah. There's nobody in the league that's more dominant. than him. The question mark is, is he going to be in shape? Right. Right. And is he going to be mentally ready to play and do what he got to do? And right. is number three, is he going to be healthy? I right. think if he does all three, they can't beat him. 
And but it has to happen. Do all of them? If he doesn't do any of them, then that's a really good debate. And yeah. but I don't think you can make him number one. Now, last season, what he did was phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. But the next step is he has to do it in the in the postseason. But when I typically rank guys, I tend to rank them off of what they did in the regular season. Yeah, for whatever reason. And and, and and as a voter, I mean, I'm as sure you vote, vote yeah. that. Yeah, as, as a voter, I'm sure you know that if over the course of an 82 game season, and you and I had this conversation quite you know often during the regular season, he was he was the best player in that league this year over the course of, of the regular of the course of the regular season. There was no doubt about it. Yeah, he yeah, was, he, was, he was, he was, and and, and he was, he was, but he just gotta. I mean, but like you know, the truth he just has to be locked in and motivated. He has right. to do some of the things that they all do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. last year he was chasing uh, MVP. Right. Now he has to chase immortality. You know what I mean? Or whatever. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? He got to chase. He has to chase Hall of Fame. He got to chase all this other stuff. He has to chase a chip. A chip. Yeah. yeah. That's what he has, to, chip. He has to chase a chip. That's what he has to yep. chase. Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah, that's that's all that's missing from his mantelpiece is a championship. That's it. Yep. And do all the things that that comes with that, and and he'll he sh- he should be fine. Mm-hmm. But but look, I want to talk to the people about Fanduel, and then afterwards, you know what? I want to talk about you know um you know t- talk about some more Joel, talk about some other things, right? Uh, Maxi. Um, but but right about now, I, I want to talk about um, oh talk about Joel. How do you know? Because you you said some things when we you know before we got on here about you know reports yeah. about Joel being in line yeah. with the group and all this and all that. So we'll talk about that when we get right back. Okay. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can be on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official sports partner of the NFL. Almost that time. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. I don't even know who the Eagles play. I, I should know, but I don't even know who they play. I'm, I'm so caught up in, like, the Sixers. Of who they open up with? At New England on Tom Brady Day. On Tom Brady Day. Tom Brady oh, Day in Foxborough. So be they that. think it's going to get hyped up. You know, after they take that L, Brady's like, man, it wasn't like this. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, Keith, well, you know, they replacing two coordinators. Jonathan Gannon wasn't that good. Like, they won in spite of him. And But they, they, they still got to figure out their linebacker situation, their safety situation, and they still need a punter. So it's not. You know how Philly is, man. We ride, we 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 are circling that wagon, but it's the NFL's a marathon. Yeah, but they should be able to beat the Patriots. Like yeah, they, they just should. should. They, they should. should. 
Yeah. It's good. I mean, Tom Brady ain't walking. He going to walk yeah. on the field, but he ain't going <laughs> yeah. equipment on Yeah, <laughs> exactly right. The equipment. He's not. But look, man, just what, what's your thoughts on the report that you said you saw um, about, you know, Joel being in lock key and step with the front? Yeah, I, it was one of those. I mean, as, as a reporter, you see him a little too much, particularly now in the Internet social media there there was a report and i think it was on bleacher report bleacher report and they were saying that joel trusts uh daryl morey and joshua harris and i have no reason to believe that you know he probably does trust them but it was it, it used an anonymous source and my, my whole thing is if you know a story like that where there's no harm done it was an, an anonymous source with the sixers so I'm like, you know, well, is somebody saying, hey, you can write that, but you can't use my name that Joel trusts the people who are responsible for getting this team to the next level as much as anybody? The man who's got his fingers on the purse string and the man who is uh, designated to be the chef in the kitchen. So it just seems to me like one of these stories, like, why are you bothering to write it? It was almost, I'll be honest, Keith, it was almost like a fanboy story. You know, it was like, I, you know, there's so much turmoil in the 76ers, uh, and I got to put something out there. I'll believe that wholeheartedly when the best reporter on that beat, which is you, when you have it from when you talk to Joel, and because and he, he's going to address that now. I mean, it's, it's impossible, inevitable that he doesn't, that he address it now. But it was just one of those stories like, come on, man, we know, we know what's going on in this organization. They've had. One calamitous offseason after another calamitous offseason. And I'm just not ready to <clears throat> – I, I don't understand the purpose of that story. I, I really don't. It's the internet, and let's, let's, let's click on it. But I was disappointed when it came – I said, okay, an anonymous source. You know, I would, I would expect that to come from, hey, yeah, Josh Harris, who I caught up with after he left Washington. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he yeah. Said, yeah, the thing is, the thing I'll say about that is like, you know, right now, sometimes we get stuff and I, and I think that, you know, everybody is assumed that Joel is publicly staying quiet, right? He's not saying anything. Now, we do, you know, he did do the cryptic thing where we talked about um, I can win here or anywhere else. Right. That. Also, we do know that he was a little disappointed when Doc Rivers, not little, but he was disappointed when Doc Rivers was fired. The six mm -hmm. of them said that, right? Right. So I think that right now, a lot of these things come out. And the reason why they're anonymous, see, basically, in my opinion, they come out because they want the masses to calm down. Right. Because see, everybody is waiting and everybody is expecting Joel to say, I want out. The next year. Huh? Everybody's waiting for the ball. Yep. Yeah, everybody's waiting for that. So I feel like somebody like, hey, how's he, how's Joel feeling? Mm -hmm. Oh, he's good. He really trusts everybody. Yeah. But again, again, that's what you expect them to say. Right. You don't want them to say, Well, Joel is a little bit uneasy right now. Right. He doesn't do this right. and he doesn't do that. Um, so and then right now, even Joel, if you ask Joel. 
unfortunately, a lot of times there's not a lot of guys who are going to tell you what they really feel yeah. in a situation like this. Mm-hmm. What they'll say is they'll have a meeting behind closed doors and say, hey, look, y'all got to do something or I'm out. Right. And then when they get in front of the media, it's like, oh, yeah, I had to talk with them. I have total faith yeah. in them to do what they want to do. Right. But what happens if they don't do it? Then what are you going to do? That's the question. So when I, when I, you know, when I read what I read to me, I look at it that way. I look at it as if somebody asked, called and asked a question Mm. and they said, Hey, this is how he feels. Yaddy, yaddy. Yeah. And and now we're done. Right. Right. That, 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 that's how I took it. Yeah. That's how I took it to be. So, you know what? It's um, it is what it is. That's what they're going to say. That's what they're going to do. But you being a reporter for X amount of years, how many years you've been on the beat? Sometimes you look at stuff and you look at it from a critical eye or like one of those like, hmm. right, right. And yeah. that's the way you should be. Yep. I hate to say it. that's the way you should be. Yeah, because you know how stuff is. But here's the deal: they got to get it right. Because if, you know, they got to get it right and you can say whatever you want, these reports. But you also remember two years ago, Doc Rivers' first season here, early in the year, there was reports that the Sixers did not intend to trade Ben Simmons. Right. Everything was good. Right. Next thing you know, they was trying to trade Ben Simmons. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's so true. you know what I mean? So like, yeah, don't like these summertime stories. Yeah, they good. Like, leave yeah. Them. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so that's just how it is. But hey, look, when we get right back, we'll talk about George Niang, and we'll be right back, y'all. So, Mitch, we talk about George. Uh, I kind of think they might miss him a little bit. Now, I mean, I think they're gonna miss his shooting. It will. But do you think that, uh, I mean, how do you think that they'll do without him? I mean, you said a little bit, but how do you think, do you think that's going to be a huge void for them to fill though, or just a little bit? Well, I mean, they he's a streaky shooter, and when he's on, he's on, and when he's off, he's off. Uh, he, he never really gave them too much at the defensive end. Um, but, you know, in, in today's league, you can look around and you see a lot of that. I think the way the team was set up last year where Doc, he was a steady part of Doc's rotation last season. I, I don't, I, I look at George Niang and I, I look at the type of players that Nick Nurse likes to run out. Nick Nurse likes the long, angular, athletic players, which are, which are not in great supply presently on the Philadelphia 76ers roster. And, um, Saying that, I think that there might be some issues. You know, the, the he he his absence and his void can be accommodated for. It can be accounted for. You know, he um he fit in well here, and, and you were around him every day. Um, he seemed to be a guy that players liked that fit in well. So I I think they're missing, but I think he I think he can be replaced. You know, by a smart coaching. Yeah, he was. He can. He probably. But you know, the thing is, I, th- I think like when you look at George and you look at them in the playoffs, you know, if we're going to be real, um, it's two things. 
there were some weaknesses that he had on the defensive end. Yeah. That that made him become a liability on yeah. the on a defensive end. The one thing is they haven't gone out there and replaced it, replaced him as far as a big who can stretch the floor. Right. The guy who can right. pick and pop, right? You know what I mean? And you know, he did that and he helped them win games at times, mm-hmm. right? So the, another thing is that a lot of people don't know, he's a great guy, like a really great yeah. guy. He was a great locker room guy. The guys on the team love him. Like, you know, a, even he was at Joel's wedding, you know, mm-hmm. where, as right. we said, he was uh, FaceTiming um, or, or on live with um, Tyrese Maxey. Right. Um, you know, he's one of those dudes. And I, I feel like, I'll be honest with you, his relationship with those, with them isn't going to be in because he's with Cleveland. Right. Like when he went right. to Utah, it was crazy, man. Like, he was in Utah. I thought I was walking around with the mayor of Salt Lake City. <laughs> George Niang Day. Yeah, I'm telling you, it was George Niang Day. Um, <laughs> to the point where he was getting clowns in the locker room, right? <laughs> um, but but I, I think that in the playoffs, they can't afford to have – a guy like he would have to pick up his defense. Yeah. Because he can't afford to have a guy that's going to be like single out and attack yeah. the way he was. And he was that dude. And he was that dude. But you would like to see them go out and get a big who can shoot the way he can. Yeah. You know what I mean? You would you would have liked to see that. And they and they haven't done that. So no. but at the same time is 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 a tough one because you know, like you said, Nick likes more of like that Paul Reed, that Tobias Harris right, type. Right. You know, George was a a minivan. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he was a minivan. You know? Yeah. Nick Nurse wants to. He wants to stop the wing players. He wants to stop penetration from off the wing. Um, but yeah, there, there will be a void because he, when he was on, he was on bang bang yang. You know, I mean. There was some truth to that. But, yeah, in the playoffs, particularly against Boston, you can see his defensive shortcomings were just too pronounced. Yeah, no doubt. But, look, Iron, I want to thank you for being on today, brother. I and I want, to, I want to thank all of y'all for, um, for listening to this podcast and watching us. And I want to say uh, happy holidays to y'all. Happy holiday to y'all. And, and don't eat too much barbecue. And and uh, don't uh, get sunburnt or whatever you're going to do or, or whatever. Or in, and in my instance, um, I guess I'm going to spend all my money on uh, school shopping. But that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. The worst things to spend your money on. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. That, that, hey, it's cool. It's cool as long as she's happy. But, um, but uh, and as long as I'm happy too, because I want her looking crazy. You know what I mean? Right, right, but, right. But, but, um, but, but yeah, I, I'll be back. Uh, Net uh, on Monday um, to for uh, begin next week's podcast, and I want to thank you again, John. You know, John's been on here. Brother has a lot of knowledge, and um, I appreciate him a lot. Uh, I thank y'all for listening, and and you can get this podcast wherever you get your podcast. That is free and available. You can also go to YouTube and listen and and uh, uh, watch the YouTube channel. But when you do that, click on the Liberty Bell. You become a new subscriber, 
and you get notifications when the next podcast drops. So thank you, Mitch. Thank you for thank joining, you. brother. Thanks for having me, Keith. I always appreciate it, man. All right, anytime. Peace, folks. <laughs>